0: THK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Beijing hits out at reports of a US government warning for American businesses in Hong Kong. HKU cuts off its student union as Carrie Lam joins a row over a motion of sadness at the death of a knife attacker. And kindergartens are to receive new reading material in the form of a book on national security. The United States will reportedly warn companies of increasing risks of operating in Hong Kong. Responding to the report, Beijing called it interference in China's internal affairs. Here's Maggie Ho.
1: According to the Financial Times, the U.S. government will this week warn companies of increasing risks of operating here. It says U.S. firms face threats, including Beijing's ability to gain access to data that foreign companies store in Hong Kong. According to the newspaper, the risks also include Beijing's anti-sanctions law that allows it to impose sanctions against individuals or entities involved in making or implementing discriminatory measures against Chinese citizens or entities. The report also says Washington will update the previously issued warning on Xinjiang and impose more sanctions this week over Beijing's policy on Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Responding to the report, China said it's against the U.S. interfering in its internal affairs. Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian said the basic law and other Hong Kong laws clearly protects the interests of foreign investors here.
0: In the past hour, the US State Department issued its update on Xinjiang. It's told US firms that don't exit ventures in the region that they run a high risk of violating US law. American businessman Jim Thompson has shrugged off concerns that Beijing could gain access to data stored in the SAR. The chairman of Crown Worldwide, who previously headed the American Chamber of Commerce, says many US firms also operate on the mainland and are well aware of the risks
2: but uh, I, I don't think that anybody's going to change their method of doing business or, or, or leave this region. You know, this is, this is the Asian century. There's no question about that. This is where the people, the money, and everything are. And I think most businesses know they have to be here. And frankly, there's no better place to operate from than in Hong Kong, uh, which is so close to China. So I, I truly believe that uh, this is going to have zero impact on American businesses in Hong Kong.
0: The chief executive says the University of Hong Kong should take action against student leaders who passed a motion expressing sadness at the death of the suspect in a police stabbing in Causeway Bay earlier this month. Carrie Lam insisted the matter must be pursued, even though the university Student Union Council has withdrawn and apologised for the motion. She said she was very angry and ashamed of what the students had done. On the controversy involving three senior officials who were treated to a free hot pot at a private club, Mrs Lamb says that should be laid to rest. She says people shouldn't be too harsh on the
3: trio. There is no definition of what is a lavish dinner. There is no definition of what is uh, being unreasonable. At the end of the day, it's a matter of judgment. But I would say this, uh, it would be too harsh to say that no public officers could attend social gathering. I hope you will not go to that extreme to suggest that, uh, since you are a public official, you should not go to any social gathering uh, when invited."
0: The government is distributing a book about the national security law to kindergartens, saying this can help staff educate children about the legislation. Francis said reports.
4: Education officials said from this month, each kindergarten will receive seven copies of a reference book compiled by mainland legal scholars. Officials note that the book has been specially selected by Chen Baosheng, the mainland's education minister. A circular said officials believe it will be of great help in supporting teachers to correctly understand and implement national security education. It said teachers can help children get a basic understanding of the country and Chinese culture, develop a sense of national identity, and become good citizens who abide by the law, take good care of public property, and respect and care for others. Officials said the education will also help children deepen their understanding of various aspects of national security in subsequent learning stages, including their own responsibility to safeguard security.
0: And the weather... Fine, minimum temperature about 29 degrees, it's going to be very hot during the day tomorrow with maximum temperatures reaching 35 degrees and a few isolated showers, light winds, and it's going to stay very hot in the following couple of days. Temperature now 30 degrees, humidity 75%. You're tuned to RTHK. the time is just coming up to 5 minutes past 11. The police have charged three more people linked to the returning Valiant group over an alleged bomb plot. A 15-year-old boy, an 18-year-old woman and a man aged 24 are to appear before West Kowloon Court tomorrow on charges of conspiracy to commit terrorism. Three secondary school pupils were earlier charged over the same case. Four other people have been released on police bail pending investigation. A district court judge said he's considering imposing heavy sentences on several men involved in the mob attacks in Yuen Long on July the 21st, 2019. As Francis said, reports, the judge described the violence as indiscriminate and said the assailants seemed to have lost their minds.
4: The court convicted five men of wounding and rioting last month, while two others had earlier pleaded guilty. Hearing mitigation from four of the defendants in the case, District Judge Eddie Yip said the men were not bad in nature, but they seemed to have lost control of themselves that night. He said the attacks that took place at Yunlong MTL station that night were very serious, with passengers of all ages coming under assault. People were trapped and couldn't escape. Their weapons were also unequal. Even the umbrellas they used to block the attacks were smashed. The scenes were saddening, the judge said, adding that some citizens were very brave. The judge said although one of the defendants, Lam Kung Lung, pleaded guilty and apologized to the victims, a heavy sentence is required to reflect the seriousness of the case. He also described defendant Choi Lap-ki as an active participant in attacks on the staircase leading up to the station's concourse, saying it's hard to think of any reason to give him a light sentence. The judge, however, noted that defendants Wong ying Kit and Wai Nam played comparatively lesser roles in the attacks. The remaining three defendants are due to appear in court on Wednesday for mitigation, and sentences will be handed down on July the 22nd. The attacks on July the 21st 2 years ago left dozens of people in hospital.
0: Now to COVID-19. The Centre for Health Protection says an airport, wo- airport worker who earlier caught the virus might have contracted it from the crew of a flight from Russia, Wendy Wong reports.
3: The 50-year-old porter was on Sunday confirmed to be infected with a Delta variant of the coronavirus. The Centre for Health Protection said a genetic analysis showed this case was unrelated to an airline ground crew member who was infected more than two weeks ago. Instead, it found that the porter worked on a cargo flight which arrived from Moscow on July the 6th. One of the crew members on the flight was also confirmed to have COVID-19. The centre said the genomes of the viruses contracted by the porter and the aircrew member were found to be related. It said although the porter had no direct contact with the aircrew member, he had worked in the cabin of the plane for several hours in the presence of other aircrew members. It said the porter might have been infected from some undiagnosed crew on the flight. Meanwhile, the centre reported one imported COVID-19 case involving a 27-year-old woman who flew in from Cambodia. She tested positive for the virus while undergoing quarantine at a hotel in Tong Choi.
0: The head of a local pharmacist group is urging the government to discuss buying extra COVID-19 vaccines from manufacturers so people can have booster shots as soon as possible. More on that from Timmy Sung. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi has urged the government to discuss buying more vaccines as soon as possible, saying it's just a matter of time that people will need a booster shot. He told an RTHK program that the COVID antibodies in people who have had beyond 10 jobs should last only around six to nine months. He also said the government should purchase new vaccines that can guard against the more infectious Delta variant that is rapidly spreading around the world. It comes after BioNTech and Pfizer said they would seek regulatory authorization in the US and Europe for a third dose of their COVID-19 vaccine. A mainland man has been reunited with his son after a 24-year search that saw him travel more than half a million kilometres on a motorbike across the country. The BBC's Stephen
5: McDonnell has the details. In a tearful reunion, Guo Xinjun, a 26-year-old teacher, met the parents who've been looking for him since he was two years old. 24 years ago, he was taken from the doorway directly outside their family home in Shandong province. His father never gave up the search for his missing son, for decades famously riding a motorbike from town to town with banners off the back carrying the boy's photo. Finally, the police say they found him with a DNA match and that two suspects have been arrested, a man and a woman, who are said to have abducted and sold Guo Xunzhen as a child.
0: Ten people have died in a stampede in South Africa during looting at a shopping mall in Soweto. Their bodies were found on Monday evening. South Africa has seen days of violent protests and looting following the jailing of former President Jacob Zuma. The police minister, Becky Talley, has this warning to
3: protesters. The current situation on the ground is under strong surveillance and we will ensure that it does not deteriorate any further. We cannot allow anyone to make a mockery of our democratic state and we have instructed the law enforcement agencies to double their efforts to stop the violence and to increase deployment on the ground.
0: Britain's former prime minister Theresa May has warned that the government will be turning its back on the world's poor if it doesn't re- reverse a decision to cut foreign aid. It's been widely criticized for announcing last year that it would reduce funding by more than 5 billion US dollars because of the pandemic. More than 30 MPs from the governing Conservative Party are expected to rebel against the plan in a vote in parliament shortly. Mrs May said she would join them.
1: We made a promise to the poorest people in the world. The government has broken that promise. This motion means that promise may be broken for years to come. With deep regret, I will vote against the motion today.
0: To Iraq, where protests have erupted outside the Al Hussein hospital in Nazaria, the scene of a deadly fire, with people chanting, the revolution will take place. They vented their anger at provincial authorities, accusing them of corruption and neglect, and holding them responsible for the tragedy. The blaze that ripped through the hospital treated, c- treating COVID patients has now claimed at least 66 lives. It was fueled by the explosion of oxygen canisters, and is the second such fire in Iraq in three months. Cuba has blamed the United States for the huge anti-government protests that took place on Sunday. President Miguel Díaz-Canel says Cuba's embargo by Washington was to blame, while Foreign Minister Bruno Rodríguez insisted that there was no real homegrown protest at all. He says it was all planned in advance and paid for by the US government. There was no social manifestation in Cuba yesterday. There were disturbances yesterday caused by a communication operation that had been prepared for a long time with multi-million dollar resources, laboratories, technological platforms with funds allocated from the U.S. government, some that had been declared and others from a special operations unit. What there was were disturbances. The manipulation of conditions in different areas that have been talked up by critics, of disagreements between our families, by agents paid for by the United States, by foreign powers, people who are paid, mercenaries. The US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, rejected Cuba's claim that Washington was responsible for the unrest.
2: I think it would be a grievous mistake for the Cuban regime to interpret what is happening in dozens of towns and cities across the island as the result or product of anything the United States has done, it would be a grievous mistake because it would show that they simply are not hearing the voices and will of the Cuban people. People deeply, deeply, deeply tired of the repression that has gone on for far too long, tired of the mismanagement of uh, the cuban economy tired of uh, the lack of adequate food and of course an adequate response uh, to uh, the COVID pandemic that is what we are uh, hearing and seeing in cuba and that is a reflection of the cuban people not of the united states or any other outside actor
0: Sport now and the England manager Gareth Southgate has called the racist abuse aimed at the three players who missed penalties in the shootout defeat against Italy unforgivable. Bakayu Saka, Jadon Sancho and Marcus Rashford were all targeted on social media within minutes of the end of the Euro 2020 final.
5: For some of them to be abused is unforgivable,
0: really. I know a lot of that has come from abroad. You know, the people that track those things have been able to explain that but not all of it and it's just not what we stand for we i think have been a, a beacon of light in bringing people together in people being able to relate to the national team and the national team
4: stands for everybody
0: rushford released a statement on social media saying he would never apologize for who he was and thanked fans for their kind messages a reminder of our top stories Beijing hits out at reports of a US government warning for American businesses in Hong Kong HKU cuts off its student union and kindergartens are re- received new reading material in the form of a booklet on national security the news from RTHK
3: RTHK baby you're free
5: return Gave a letter to the postman. He put it in his sack. Bright and early next morning, he brought my letter back. She wrote about it, "Return special deed. bright and early next morning, it came right back to me, she rolled up
3: number
5: no such song. Sender. Sender. the king of course Elvis Return returned to sender, sender. from uh, what was it from? I can't remember. It's from uh, one of the films that he put out. Was it Girls, Girls, Girls? I'm sure Ray would know. Uh, if you want a song yourself, by the way, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Actually, talking about that song, Return to Sender, did you know back in January of 1993, the US Postal Service released a stamp... Commemorating Elvis on what would have been the King's fifty-eighth birthday, this actually caused a stir as stamps were usually reserved for historical figures rather than entertainers. So what happened was the postal service there let their customers vote on one of two designs for the stamp. There was a young Elvis or an older and heavier Elvis. As you can imagine, the young Elvis won hands down, and on the eighth of January nineteen ninety-three, the stamp was released. And this is what happened next: enterprising stamp collectors put Elvis stamps on the letters that. They have mailed them off with a false address so that they'll be sent back marked return to sender. Therefore, a collector's item. You might find a few on eBay. Into our second hour together on this Tuesday evening. 60s and 50s, up next, Skeeter Davis.
3: Uh-huh.